Welcome back to your favorite pop culture nonsense hour. Welcome back to TLR. And if you're in the Northeast, I hope you're staying safe in all this snow, if you have any snow. With me today is a very special guest. He is a part of the Know Your News family, and you can see him really everywhere in the world of professional wrestling. He's a co-host of Out of Bounds Podcast. Like I said, I Know Your News. Mr. John Alba, how are you? Yeah, I think uh, people who were tuning in to maybe see Miss Diva are going to be a little disappointed here, <laughs> but I'm going to do my best. I can speak a little bit of Spanish and give a little bit of that twang if I need to, but uh, unfortunately, Joey, they're left with you and I, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to do this with you. No, I'm excited too. Uh, when I reached out to you, I was like, you know what? He's a part of the Know Your News family. Uh, we've never had him as a guest on the show thus far, so let's make it happen. Let's have some fun, man. I, I like talking a little pop culture. Some people don't know that about me. I'm very ingrained in the sports world, but I do love me some pop culture. I love me some lifestyle stuff, and I'm ready to chat with you here on TLR. That's what I was just about to ask you. If you're you know, heavily into – if you go down the rabbit holes like Issa and I normally do, we go down the rabbit holes of TikTok and we find all this Kardashian nonsense and all this stuff that we find so fascinating for some weird reason. Is there anything about pop culture that really just – gets you is that 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 thing that really just keeps your eyes on, on, on it i don't know i think for me pop culture is just something that's so ingrained in our society and yeah. sometimes when you're so embedded in the world that you cover you like to just take a step back and not think about those things and think about useless things or unimportant things and make them important yep. and that's what we're doing here on tlr today we're taking those things that may not seem all that important but damn it we're gonna make them important for you and anyone tuning in. Exactly. And with this first topic, let me first ask you, are you a fan of uh, the show Friends? Were you ever a fan of that show? I just had a really in-depth debate with my mother about this, actually, because <laughs> I remember when Friends was on the air, and I got into it when, I was on, when it was on the air. I mean, I was much younger, obviously, but and I can't believe it's been off the air already for almost 20 years now. But it's insane. Um, I thought it was silly then in in the reruns i've seen since i'll be completely honest with you i don't think it's actually a very funny show at all but i know that that's a very controversial opinion and then you get into the debate of friends versus the office and what's more i don't know i just think there's some things on friends that don't age particularly well but i understand yeah. why it was right place right time and how they got so popular of course, I think like many of many of its fans, I think fan, uh, Friends became more popular after it came off the air when it was on all the streaming services. I know it was on Netflix for a while, and I remember when they took it off Netflix, fans went bonkers, like insane. They were canceling. I heard people canceling subscriptions because they took Friends off a few years back. Uh, but the reason I ask is the headline we have here today: uh, Courtney Cox, who was known as Monica on Friends. Uh, just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Something that I, I saw and I was like, didn't she already have one? It's kind of one of those, to me, one of those people that I would have thought already had one. What do you think about it? Of course, Courtney Cox discovered by one Bruce Springsteen in the Dancing in the Dark music video. That was where she got her first big break in her career where he picked her out and called her up on stage. And there she was in the dancing <laughs> and dog doing the, the Carlton before the Carlton existed. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, listen, Courtney, she, she was probably going into that show. I would assume probably the only major star 
uh, or, or yeah. someone who at least had name recognition going into that show when it first debuted. And I understand why I, I believe it was at the induction ceremony. Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston were the ones that were there by her side, helping induct her almost, if you will, with this yeah. walk of fame star. And I get it, man. I understand. I mean, Courtney Cox was legit a very big time star at the time. Uh, even in the early 2000s, I feel like she's kind of taken a step back from things a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, would, but I, I also feel, and I'm curious your thoughts, don't you feel that Jennifer Aniston has kind of surpassed her in terms of the pecking order of the Hollywood types with friends? That's where I was leading to. I, I personally think, yes, Jennifer Aniston is way past her. Um, just if you look at the, the different movies that they've done, different shows, regard entertainment-based uh, content, I'm more of a fan of Jennifer Aniston's uh, stuff, uh, whether it's movies like Just Go With It or all the rom-coms she's really done. Adam Sandler. I mean, there's so many classic movies that she's done uh, outside of Friends. And I know a lot of people said that a lot of the co-stars on the show really had a hard time making it in Hollywood after that show because they were just so heavily known for their part uh, right. from Friends. But I mean, these three ladies here, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Mo uh, Monica, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> Courtney Cox <laughs> and Jennifer Anderson, really the three that kind of uh, came out of that friend shadow. Well, Courtney Cox wanted that WCW championship money that she got the residuals with <laughs> yeah. David Arquette. And I yeah. wonder if that was part of the divorce settlement. She got the WCW residuals that would come with that. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think Jennifer really was the one that kind of broke out. I think Jennifer's self-aware sense of humor is kind of yeah. what allowed her to break out a bit. Like I think of the SNL stuff that she did where, uh, I believe it was uh, Abby from SNL who was doing the Jennifer Aniston, the Rachel Green impression. And yep. then they had the two of them on Weekend Update together. I think stuff like that has allowed Jennifer Aniston to have the sustainability that maybe the others haven't. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. Courtney Cox, there's no taking away. I mean, she absolutely is is deserving of that. And it seems like, and this is somewhat refreshing, the dynamic of the actors and actresses on the friend set was very legitimate. They did have a lot of love for each yeah. other. And they really cared about each other. Yeah, that's something you can see that comes through the screen as well. They just, they were all friends off camera, regardless if they had their issues or whatever. Um, but when I watched a few, I think it was last year or so, maybe even two years now, time is just flying by. They Does had the that, show uh, that, you or no? I still enjoy it here and there when there's reruns on. Um, I rarely see it uh, on anymore just because I, I barely watch any TV as, I mean, if it's, Monday Night Raw or anything wrestling related. I mean, that's kind of when I'm watching TV. But outside of that stuff, I mean, I, I don't. I'm more. I'm more on the streaming platforms now, watching content, watching shows. But I mean, there are definitely things that today's generation would not find funny. A lot of the humor is more of the '90s, early 2000s humor, um, and you can see even in the in the style of uh, the fashion, the design, and, and the sets. A lot of it just doesn't come through today. Um, then again, you look on TikTok and all the up-and-coming kids of our generation, they love that stuff. They eat it all up. Uh, so it kind of goes, it kind of sways back and forth. But uh, I don't know. I've always been a fan of that show for some reason. It's one of those like comfort shows that if it's on, I'm like, all right, you know. Sure. But when it comes to The Office, completely different story. That to me is top tier. Office over everything. I'm just like, I'm... 
I'm yeah, I think I'm probably in agreement with you on that. And listen, there are some things in the office that don't age very well at all either, quite frankly. Yeah. And it's it's actually remarkable that, you know, that, that show really came in as Friends was ending. There was that passing of the torch almost in a way of yeah. these big NBC sitcoms where the office just becomes this huge cultural phenomenon in a totally different way. But I think that truthfully, the office launched more successful careers than friends yeah. did and friends was a more concentrated ensemble than the office was you know everyone yeah. from the, from friends it was a smaller group so everyone kind of had chances to shine whereas the office not everyone did but still people like mindy kaling were able to break out and bj novak yeah. became this highly desired writer in hollywood and obviously we know john krasinski is really breaking out right now in his yeah. own right plus it elevated steve carell to that entirely next level yeah, I think a lot of people don't even realize the people who started or or had some sort of Hollywood start on The Office who they know very well today. Um, so, I mean, like for example, John Krasinski, a lot of people don't know that he was on The Office. It's kind of where he got his start. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I love The Office. That's a show that I could watch any day, anytime. And if they had some sort of reunion, I'd be very hyped for that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll cash in some more. Friends did it too. They cashed in. They'll they'll cash yeah. in on, on the office in some capacity. Yeah, and uh, staying on the topic of uh, franchises and and different uh, legacy shows and movies, things like that. Um, they have a new Creed coming out in a few weeks. I maybe even actually, I think it's this week. It uh, comes out on Friday. Creed three. Uh, first off, you're somewhat of a Philly guy, right? Are you. Are you uh, a Rocky Jersey fan guy. or Jersey guy? Yeah, Jersey I mean, I, I like the Rocky movies. I mean, I mean, I like the Rocky movies. The Rocky movies are, uh, I got the first one especially is you know, yeah, it's a historic film as far as I'm concerned. And I, I always have a soft spot for Rocky Four. I don't know why. It's just like super '80s nostalgia wrapped in one, yep. and, and Ivan Drago and, <laughs> and all that is just so campy and over the top, but it's great and I love it. Um, and and the Creed movies are really good too. And apparently, this one is getting some pretty fantastic reviews, which doesn't surprise me because uh, Jonathan yeah. Majors is is right now one of the hottest actors in Hollywood, and he's just amazing. And when you pair him with Michael B. Jordan, who I know we're going to talk about momentarily, uh, that seems like a pretty good pairing to me. Yeah, and I don't know. I I I I think Rocky, the Rocky movies, are my favorite franchise movie wise. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm a huge – I grew up in Jersey, and even when I moved out to Florida, there was always that – I don't know. There's an aura, uh, 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 I guess you could say like a uh, a lifestyle that follows, you know, the Rocky stories. Um, it kind of goes into the Jersey uh, lifestyle as well. My parents grew up in the 80s, and they kind of kept to that as well. So I grew up with that. Um and I just love those stories. And Sylvester Stallone is just top I, I think the I biggest mean, issue with the Rocky franchise is just that how many times can you tell the same story, right? That's the and so yeah. So you have to find ways to add more dynamics to it. And and I thought they yeah. really tried to do that with the Creed franchise. The first two, you know, they, they were callbacks to the Rocky movies. But it seems yeah. like this one is a little bit of a different scenario. Well, this one in particular uh, has... Sylvester Stallone completely out of it. He's not a producer. He's not on the writing team. He's not in the movie acting. 
Um, and I think there was some bad blood between them in that sense, because I remember seeing an interview or, or an, uh, in, yeah, an interview that he did. He said he won't even watch this one. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. But I mean, the Creed franchise itself being the third one, and they're already working on a fourth one, I heard. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, Jonathan Majors, in my opinion, is one of the most versatile and full of depth actors out there in the world right now. I know we'll probably hit on that at the end of this show because uh, I just saw him in a movie this past week, in fact, and I'm excited to dig into that. But uh, yeah, from my from my understanding here, Joey, Michael B. Jordan's finally following a long line of uh, Hollywood practice this week. Is, yep. is that the case? That is the case. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's uh, teaming up with Calvin Klein. He's a Calvin Klein model. Uh, they're doing a new underwear campaign. Uh, this seems to be a trend with uh, trending actors and, and entertainers and pop culture celebrities, whatever you want to call it. Uh, people with large amounts of attention tend to uh, become a Calvin Klein model. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about this? Is this uh, something that's definitely up his alley? I mean, I'm a Calvin supporter. I'm a Calvin model in my own right in that I model their cologne. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't I, I don't think I've ever been asked before to pose my dad bod in a s- sultry way to showcase yeah. their underwear. I, I do have yeah. pairs of Calvin Klein underwear. I'm I'm one call away. I used to have an agent. I no longer do, but if I did, I'm sure they'd be fielding calls from Calvin <laughs> Klein. Uh, I'm not in any Hollywood blockbusters. But look, Michael B. Jordan, I mean, this is a guy who himself has broken out as one of the top names in Hollywood, thanks in large part due to this Creed franchise. He's a good-looking dude. Uh, He's got the physique for it. It is kind of a rite of passage sort of thing, I feel like, that it it gives you – it's like almost one of those things where, like, back in the day, if you pose for Playboy, like, you didn't have to be this – you know, you didn't have to – be a porn star but it was almost like a rite of passage to be considered a sex symbol if you pose for playboy in some capacity for better or for worse whether that should have been the case or not it was the case and maybe this is a more modernized apropos version of that yeah i've seen it slowly and slowly become like the hollywood stamp of approval in a in a way where like you see uh it's not even just actors you see uh different uh influencers who have high numbers on TikTok and social media in general, just making their way into Calvin Klein. So great marketing strategy by Calvin Klein. Um, but let me ask you, Michael B. Jordan, what do you think he's best known for? Would it be the Creed I mean, movies or? I would say probably at this point, the Creed movies, I'd say just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see the second space Jam, which I thought was a, horrible movie i mean the first one's not very good either but it's just so nostalgia filled that people are like yeah we love space jam uh i did think (laughs) it was funny that they're like oh my god it's michael jordan and it was michael b jordan (laughs) that was that was this little standing cameo i thought that was fun uh but yeah i mean look michael b jordan is a guy i know they're trying to rewrite superman i think that he would be like perfect for uh, a rewrite of superman and a fresh take on superman he has a great physique he's got he's very stoic uh i i yep. think he's somebody that would be very well fitted for that i mean we've already seen him tease with that genre a little bit obviously so i think seeing yep. him in that role as a big old baby face would be kind of cool i think his roles are uh 
very diverse. We've seen him in serious roles. We've seen him in athletic roles like this with Creed. We've seen him in comedies before. I mean, a lot of people who may not know him from anything other than Creed. I mean, he's done, he has a plethora of movies in, uh, under his belt that he's done. Uh, he's not, you know, a new actor in Hollywood. He's, he's been around the block for a little while now. And uh, I don't know, he, he just, he's one of those guys that can really do anything uh, that's asked for in the script, and uh, I mean, I think you know him probably as Killmonger in the Black Panther is probably one of those iconic <laughs> yeah. roles for him as well. Um, yeah, not so much the Fantastic Four movie that he was in as he <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. That I, I don't was, even think I saw that one. I don't even think I saw that. I don't think you were missing anything. Uh, it was yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah, no, he uh, he he's checks out in my book. But uh, speaking on uh, actors and different people in, in, in Hollywood, I have a funny story here. Uh, I know my co-host, Issa, she loves these things. She loves these, uh, these moments where we just find celebrities in their funniest, weirdest hour. And that just so happens to be Ben Alflack. Uh He was in Hollywood. He got his Mercedes Benz stuck between two other cars. And he got stuck. He couldn't get out. So story is he kind of just waited for somebody to help him stood outside smoked a cigarette and there's people filming him and he just really have you ever been in that situation where you're parallel parked and you can't get out where if, if you can like, parallel park <laughs> i can parallel park i can sometimes it takes me a couple tries but i can do it i can always do it yeah. i know how to parallel park the problem with parallel yeah. parking is you are completely reliant on the people around you like in the case here with ben exactly. Affleck, where if the people around you give you space then you can be a little flexible. I'm going to have to parallel park later today. And I'm now I'm getting a little nervous about it, but uh, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, I feel like Ben Affleck is one of those real, like authentically human actors where yeah. there's very few of those, but he doesn't shy away from just being a Boston born, uh, you know, just regular dude. I feel like that's kind of part of his brand. So he yeah. just had that Super Bowl campaign with Dunkin' Donuts where they shot him uh, serving uh, coffee and donuts to people as as part of a commercial, which I thought was super fun. When I saw that, was a thing on TMZ. It was like, Ben Affleck is serving coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, that's got to be a Super Bowl commercial. And I <laughs> when, when I saw it, I was like, okay, there it is. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that he just kind of embraces being a regular dude. There's so many celebrities yeah. that lose touch of that once they make it. And yeah, this kind of thing happens to real people, you know, and then he's just smoking a cigarette and just trying to get through his day. Try to get yeah. home to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like worst comes yeah. to worst at the worst case scenario, Ben, you're going home to Jennifer Lopez. Worst yeah. case scenario. Tow truck or not, whatever you need to get out. I mean, you're going home to jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ben Affleck's worst day is still a pretty good day for me. Yeah. And it's funny. <laughs> you can see on his face, like, throughout time, he's kind of just got, like, he went from being, like, a smiley guy. Now he's just like, it is what it is, man. Like, he's he's done it all. He's been through hell. He's been in some fantastic movies. He's yeah, with Jennifer Lopez. I mean, he just strikes me as the type of guy that at this juncture in his life probably gets a little angry at people standing up at the end of a plane flight oh, and clapping for the pilot. Like, like I, I yeah. feel like that's where he's at in his life. And, and I, I listen, I'm recently 30. I get it. I understand it. I feel yeah. that way. I intimately connect with that. 
there's he would be a very good modern aged Larry David. Uh, so yeah. I'm I suspect that he registered that there were all of these pedestrians watching him in this moment, and he recognized there's nothing I can do about this. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I recently just turned 32 back in, in January, and it's like a switch went off where like I just feel I don't know things I'm just. I don't know. I get, I get it. I get what, you know, what you're saying. And I look at him and I'm like, I get it. Like, I just, I just do. <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's kind of funny. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things like you're going 33 and a 30 and you get pulled over. You're like, Oh goodness. Like, am I really being bothered with this right now? That's the vibe that Ben Affleck gave me. And that now correct me. He was able to get some help and get out in a relatively yeah. timely fashion. Correct. Yeah. But the point is, he just kind of, it was kind of funny just to see him like get out. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to smoke a cigarette and just now, let what it can be. You do, man, you got to yeah. do something. You know, some of us smoke cigarettes. Some of us have caramel whiskey with us that we carry around everywhere and take shots of before we go on air, before we do any show. Who's to say? <laughs> it couldn't be me. But uh, yeah. I think that it's just one of those things that uh, it, again, it reminds people that celebrities are real people and they have real life problems that we all go through. They have kids that go to preschool and like, yep. these are things that all of us deal with. Well, let me ask you, how are you with uh road rage? Do you, do you get that at all? <laughs> do you just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're, Jer- we're both Jersey boys. So we're I think it's Jersey the guys. We're both Jersey yeah. guys. I went to school in Connecticut, which, by the way, I believe that Connecticut has the worst drivers in the country. I really firmly believe that. And I know that's not like a popular stereotype, but I would put Connecticut against anybody as the worst drivers in the country. Then I went from Connecticut to Florida, where Florida's might be the second worst drivers in the country. So uh, do I have road rage? Yes, I do have road rage. And and not in the sense that I speed. I don't speed. But I have no patience for people, none whatsoever. Yeah. And if you are not using your blinker, I will lay on that horn and I will let you that's know. A that's, oh that's, that's a Florida thing. Oh my god, that's a Florida thing. Just swerve <laughs> over. They don't. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I be- no, I I believe my road. I, I give some great promos in my car. I can tell you when I'm okay. driving, I'm just screaming and yelling and. Mine is more a sarcastic response. I'm very sarcastic to myself. There's nobody around. And I just start, oh, yeah, okay, no, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, like that sort of vibe. Which, again, I I do that with people. You do that with people, too. Yeah, I mean, I I think I probably... If I have people in the car, if I have people in the car, I'm I'm sarcastic. But if I'm by myself, it's uh, it's zero to 100 very, very quickly. (laughs) I also give a lot of credit to people who cut me off i say wow you know you've got some bde some big uh you know what energy there buddy you, man you must be yeah. huge yep that's, that's no, I, 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 I ask because in this situation i'd probably be flipping out like how do people yeah. park like this like mm. you know to get stuck in a pair i, well, I think he, I recognizes that he recognizes that people know who he is so he can't react like that because they're taking their phones out and then it goes viral that's i mean you have to be cognizant of that stuff yep where i live here in jersey i mean i i have street parking for where i live so a lot of the time is parallel parking and uh, I've been in positions before where I had to like, it's like a 50 point turn just to get out of the spot. <laughs> and I drive an SUV. So it's like, Ugh, you, yeah. 
And my my baby my car is my baby. I love I have a Bronco and I love that thing to death. And I'm like, don't scratch, don't scratch, don't scratch. And yeah, the road rage is real. Yeah. I feel you on that, brother. So I give I give a lot of credit to Ben Alfleck for just letting out a deep breath and pulling out a cigarette in this, in this situation because it's one of those things where, like you said, everyone's watching. Apparently everyone was recording because it's on TMZ. But uh, speaking of someone who likes when people are watching, uh, Jake Paul finally <laughs> takes a loss. Are you a are you a follower of Jake Paul? Do you know what he's? I mean, done I'm not. I'm, I'm familiar with everything he's done. I wouldn't call myself a follower, but I'm definitely <laughs> deeply familiar with the Pauls and what they've done for sure. Yeah. Jake, it bothers me, me Joey, is- that both Jake and Logan Paul are so damn good at what they do. It really does bother me quite a bit. It does, man. It does. And for some reason, they're so good at every single thing they do. Different industries, different businesses. I mean, they are just they're 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 in a class of their own. As much as it pains me to say that, uh, they're just. They're as Roman Reigns goes by. They're in God mode. They're in their own own mode, and they do things at a very high level. And they're only just getting started. Both of them. Yeah, and and that's that's the craziest part about it. They are just getting started. And this was Jake Paul's first loss to Tommy Fury here uh, as a boxer. Yeah. It took him a long time to get here. I think when Jake Paul started. People were not necessarily taking his run all that seriously, especially since a lot of it happened. Not at all in the beginning of the pandemic and all that. Yeah. But to his credit, he looked like a formidable boxer. Uh, and he went the distance here with Tommy Fury. Uh, but Tommy Fury, of course, related half-brother of Tyson Fury. And uh, Tommy's able to put Jake Paul away here. Jake Paul's first loss. Uh, I mean, Joey, how much does it hurt the brand? I, they say a lot of times that sometimes a loss can be a good thing for a boxer because it, it means that there's – money in a rematch or there's money in what happens next because you're curious what will happen next. I definitely think there's a rematch coming uh, just because it went to split decision. But what I do think, and like you said, with, with the branding stuff, can it hurt the brand? Can it help the brand? I think this loss actually helped his brand because it was, I don't know if you saw it after, uh, after the fight, his post uh, speech, he sounded like a humbled human being. And he sounded like the character of Jake Paul went away for a second and uh, humanized him. And I think that's definitely what his brand was missing because a lot of people just don't like him because of his attitude. And we saw a different side of him with a loss. So I definitely think that the branding branding wise, it, uh, it just made people, some people's uh, fans. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to get a rematch out of this. He very well may. I think KSI is someone that's probably around the corner for him. They will yeah. cut promos on each other and they'll go with that. But uh, listen, it, it keeps him, regardless of whether it's a win or a loss, it keeps him in the conversation, in the discourse. And it, it does make you say, okay, was this a fluke or is this who Jake Paul is now? You know, is he vulnerable? Is he defeatable? And People will pay money to see that. So I, I know there's going to be some people that say, uh, you know, loss kind of hurts him. I really don't think it does. I think it almost humanizes him in a way. And it yep. makes you become a little more intrigued with that journey. And is this something that's worth investing time into? 
I think also an important uh, factor to take into consideration here as well. What's going to happen in the upcoming weeks and months? I mean, we already saw on Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins poking fun at Jake losing. We're going to see a lot more people doing it because let's be honest here. It's views and it's uh, ratings to talk about Jake Paul and poke fun at him. And everybody wants to be part of the attention and they want to, you know, stir up controversy. It's how he's going to react to all the negative stuff that's about to take place. And like I said, starting with Raw last night, not even 24 hours or a little over 24 hours, a loss to Jake for Jake Paul. He's already getting made fun of. So it's how he reacts from this stuff going forward. I think that's going to really. Well, you know, uh, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate test of every athlete in the face of yeah. adversity. I hate to use the term adversity <laughs> in a situation like this because there's like no adversity whatsoever. But uh, like he's making tons and tons and tons of money off his win or lose. And, uh, it, you know, look, he's still someone that people are going to pay to see. Uh, and in the pop culture sense, Jake Paul has paved a, a lot of uh, paths here where there are going to be yeah. people who once they're done playing or once they are done in their respective field or want to take a break from their respective field, they're going to see boxing as an avenue more than just what celebrity boxing used to be considered. Now it's something yeah. that can be considered a legitimate outlet for money to be made and pay-per-views to be sold. And I again, I hate to kind of give credit, but I think the Paul brothers are a big part of pioneering that model let me ask you this question and we'll kind of move on from jake paul because i'm sure we could sit here and talk forever about him but uh do you think that he's uh one step further now to entering a wwe ring especially now after a loss in, in his boxing career i mean it could, could be, be a path that he, it could be a path that he chooses to take you know he he showed up already in wwe and you know logan logan paul looks like he's legitimate as I mean, he's he's a good pro wrestler, a really good one. So the more you see of him, I think seeing them as a tag team together is certainly uh, on the table, or maybe even in a different role too. Yeah, it just he's uh he's somebody that, like you said, regardless of where he's at, even if he's just golfing, there's attention on him, there's eyes on him, and uh, the Paul brothers are ratings, plain and simple. <laughs> Beyond me, but, I, but yeah. they draw pal. <laughs> They draw, no doubt about it. Yep. I do want to uh, turn our attention to uh, the SAG Awards that were recently uh, that recently took place this past weekend. Um, you were, you were, I both are not really, uh, I'm not a watcher of these award shows. I kind of just watch the highlights when they pop up on Twitter or Instagram. Not really big into them. Um, but somebody that I do want to talk about real fast, uh, Brendan Fraser winning uh what was it the male actor in a leading role yep Mm -hmm. this guy man i was a fan of him in in his early 2000s uh mid 90s roles uh i loved for some of the jungle fan there joey yeah i was about to say i that was one of my favorite movies growing up george of the jungle and uh he kind of just disappeared and i i completely forgot about him and uh just to see his road back has been incredible to to see that take place in front of our eyes yeah he had it really rough too there there was allegations that he was sexually assaulted and then there was um the really rough divorce settlement that he went through that caused him a lot of issues um definitely a humbling return for brendan frazier his role in the whale has garnered a lot of attention um yeah 
I had some friends who went into New York City to see him at a private screening of The Whale. And while they thought the movie was okay, uh, they just thought he was unbelievable. And it's a very, very deep, passion-fueled performance by Brendan Fraser. And it's a very talented field this year. If I'm not mistaken, he was put against the likes of uh, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell. I think Adam Sandler was in that category as well. I mean, Austin Butler... For you know the the Elvis movie, I, I thought honestly it was kind of a little overrated, but I thought he was amazing yeah. as Elvis in the movie. And uh, when you're playing an adaptation of a real life person versus an original character, if you're still able to steal the spotlights as the original character, that's a hell of an yeah. endorsement to your credibility. Yeah, I agree with you with the movie being a little overrated, um, just because it's not. It, it, it's a real life story that took place. Um, but the, all the stuff that went into his role, the two years uh, being isolated and learning all that stuff about Elvis and be, becoming Elvis to the point where he can't lose his accent. I mean, that's the impressive part to me. That, that to me is like this guy went from Disney channel to almost doing nothing like just looking for roles. This comes into his lap and he just knocks it out of the park. But, uh, yeah, a very uh, wide variety of options this year um, at the SAG Awards. Award shows in general, we've seen a lot of different ones already take place. And just amazing, amazing performances. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, being in her, her, her mid-60s, now winning awards for certain things. Uh, it's just really cool to see these people finally getting their flowers uh, while yeah. they can that's that to me i think you is know, the moral that's what i love about brendan brazier too because it's like this is a guy yeah. who was uh, outcast essentially from yeah. hollywood and then finds his way back in pours his gut into this role here with the whale and it's heartbreaking it's a really sad story but he gives everything to it it's pitiful in a kind of endearing way and now he's gonna reap what he sowed there in a positive way I fully yeah. expect him to win the Academy Award uh, when all said and done for that role. I'm sure that that will be the route that ends up happening uh, with that. I, I really yeah. think that it's a true, I don't want to say rags to riches, but it's its its a comeback story for the ages in Hollywood. And you just, you, yeah. your heart kind of goes out to him, you know? Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, I'm actually, I really do want to watch it, uh, but I haven't yet. And, from what I've seen so far, I see clips here and there on TikTok. Kind of spoils everything for you, and uh, it just looks like such an emotional movie. You got to be depressing. like in a, you got to be in a in a proper mindset to sit down yeah. and watch something like that. Uh, you definitely can't be by yourself alone at night, just laying a bit. What? I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you on that entirely. Um, I, I do yeah. think. I don't know. I just think it's cool to see these actors that were very successful in their 20s now have these renaissances in their 40s and 50s where they're more yeah. mature. They've developed like at the thought of Adam Sandler being nominated for best actor. Just think about that. Like yeah. this is Billy Madison we're talking about. And yeah. like he's being nominated for dramatic roles. I think that's just so fantastic that we're seeing that across the board in different areas, too. Yep. Yeah, it's uh just moral of the story moral i think of the year the, the kind of the, the motto of the year is comeback story you know just comeback story and reinventing yourself 
at whatever stage in life you are. I think, I think it's just, it's inspiring. It's empowering and it's exciting to see. I mean, what's old is new again. A Top Gun Maverick exactly. is winning all these awards. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. it's just it's actually kind of crazy to see how we dig into nostalgia so much. And yeah. sometimes it's it benefits us, and we get a great product out of it. Sometimes we get just absolute garbage out of it. But uh, in this <laughs> case, you get some positivity. Yeah, we've been seeing it now uh, with uh, we saw Monday Night Raw with Trish and Lita coming back, and Lita being you know, a champion after however many years. I mean, you see it throughout entertainment in general. Uh, But normally at the end of the show, um, Issa and I uh, like to talk about different shows and movies and different things that we've been watching and catching up on. Anything new this week that you've you've had your eye on that's really just a show or movie that you kind of couldn't stop watching? Well, I saw the new Ant-Man movie this past week um i don't know are you into marvel joey are you are you a marvel guy i am uh not as much as other people i'm kind of mid in that sense uh but i didn't see it yet you didn't didn't see see it it yet okay good to know no because i won't i won't speak in spoiler terms um (laughs) but what, what i can say is that marvel right now has a problem And Marvel's problem is that they are so focused on setting up what is next rather than focusing on the now and the title character of the films. This is an Ant-Man film that is more about the villain than it is Ant-Man. And Mm. they do a fantastic job. I mean, really a fantastic job setting up Kang the Conqueror as the big bad for Marvel for this next phase. I mean, he is going to be the Thanos of this played by Jonathan Majors, as I was talking about earlier, they really lay the groundwork for him to be a significant player and a threatening villain. Uh, But I felt like this movie was fine. It had entertaining moments in it, but it largely missed the mark because it just decided to overlook what made Ant-Man special in the first place. And I also thought uh, the emotional stakes of the movie did not hit like and this sounds like super bougie pinky out of me to say this, but like, like, okay. Catherine Noon, she's kind of a hot name in Hollywood right now. And yeah. she plays Cassie Lang, his daughter. And the big emotional conflict of this movie is with her. And I thought she was terrible in this movie. I thought she was so unconvincing uh, in her yeah. dire moments. And it almost looked like she was going to crack a laugh at like every line. And that took me so out of this thing. So on the album yeah, at the movie okay. scale, Joey, I'm going 2.5 out of five stars. All right. So it's from what you're describing, it's because Marvel does this with some of their movies. It's more like a a transitional movie where it's just to get you through to the next. But I feel uh, like that's next. what Marvel did the entire last stage. I feel like most of the movies yeah. at the last stage were like transitional movies. And now this is the new phase and another transitional movie. Yeah, see, I'm not a fan of those. Uh, there, there's some movies like Endgame, for example, where it's just like this is a story. It slaps you in the face, and you get some, you know, resolution. And there's some things to look forward to. It's all, it's all, all bunch sure. of everything. But like the different, I mean, the end, Endgame was a payoff movie, and that's like fine. Like yeah. that's going to be its own thing. But I still think that you need to focus in on the characters in your movie rather than focusing so much on just all these ancillary and periphery things that 
yeah. you kind of lose focus. Plus, the other thing, too, I'm not exaggerating when I say 95% of this movie takes place in a VFX world where it's all CGI. And yeah. literally just the opening scene and the closing scene are in actual sets and places. Everything else is yeah. computerized, which, man, it's just like, how much is too much, you know? Yep. I I agree. And it's from what, like from what you described, I already know what you're, what you're referencing in, in regards, you know, to how Marvel does their movies. Cause there's so like, I know there's uh, a Captain America movie that was kind of like that too, where it's like, just to carry you over to the next part of the story was just a whole bunch of, you can see it or you don't, not really missing much. It's entertaining to watch, but it's not a must see. Again, that makes sense. It had entertaining elements in it. If you're a Marvel fan and you just want to go have a fun yep. popcorn flick, you'll probably enjoy it. But I don't know. Yep. I'm a big storytelling guy. and Maybe I'm a bit pretentious at it. But uh, aside from an outstanding job by Jonathan Majors, and Michelle Pfeiffer was very good in it too. Um, yeah, that's that's what I saw. What about you? Anything on your end? Um, so I've been – there's there's been a few shows where people have said, oh, you have to watch it. And I just didn't watch it. Um, the new one on HBO that everyone's talking, HBO Max, everyone's talking about. It's the apocalyptic. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Stay, stay with me. Stay, stay with us. Something like that. Last um, of Us. Last of Us. Why did I think yeah. Stay with it? Last <laughs> of Us. Okay, there we go. This lost left my head. Last of Us. Uh, it's a really good show. Um, I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I'm like one of 10 left that still care about that show, even though it's ended. Um, but when that show first came out in what, 2011, I think 2010, 2011, uh, that was a hit show. Everybody loved the walking dead. It was, it was completely different. Um, and then it ended actually, I think last year or even this year, last year it ended after like 12, 11 seasons. So this show kind of taking the same idea in a way where it's a different style of, a virus, but still more of like that zombie esque. No man, it's after the pandemic. These virus things they just hit a little too close to home. You know, I don't know if I yeah. can do that. But people have been all praising this. It's not really my kind of vibe. I do love Pedro Pascal. The Mandalorian is one of my favorite yeah. shows, and that comes back this week, and I'm very excited exactly. for season three of that. I'm very excited for as well. Um, yep. So uh, that I'll be checking out probably Thursday at three thirty in the morning. Um, but uh, I'm I'm excited for for Friday three thirty in the morning. But I'm excited for that. And Pedro Pascal is uh, I think one of the best actors out there today. He is great. And I don't know if you uh, you a fan of uh, SNL. We kind of referenced it before. I love watching SNL. Uh, and he was on a few weeks ago and he nailed knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he's what, a funny he, what guy. he did on there. Very dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic, stoic, entertaining, big Pedro Pascal guy. Yeah. One thing I'll say about The Last of Us, the episodes are like an hour, over an hour long, each one. Uh, so I think right now they're at like six or seven episodes. Mm -hmm. It's it's every, I think every weekend, every Sunday they release one. Um, and I've only watched two and I'm just like, I, I, I need time tired. for this. Tired, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch it before I go to, when I get in bed and just watch and hang out but so far so good i'm enjoying it and uh it's a different vibe from the walking dead it's more realistic with what you said with the pandemic stuff it's very like you you're watching you're like this, close this actually man. Could happen. Can't, do that. Yeah. can't do that 
too close to yep. home. Yep. But uh, I've seen commercials for what happens, and I don't know. It's kind of a wait and see. But uh, we've talked about before the show You. I don't know if you're a fan of that show as well. Um, you, the next part of the next se- the new season, the second part comes out uh, next week as well. So that's one I know that a lot of people will be looking out for. Murder, murder mystery-esque show. Uh, I'm more of a comedy. Me too. Series guy. I like comedy. If I'm watching um, this sometimes... show, it's usually a comedy show or a cooking show. Yeah. It's one of the two things. Yeah. That's chances are that's what I'm watching. Yeah. If I'm not watching a, a comedy series, I'm watching like stand-up comedy. Sure. On any, I any recently, new... I watched Nick Kroll's newest special on, on Netflix recently. And Netflix. Nick, yeah. I think Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are just the funniest. And Big Mouth is one of my all-time favorite shows. And It's uh, hysterical. Oh, hysterical. Absolutely. And Mulaney absolutely. has a new... He has a new special coming out soon, I believe, on Netflix. Yes. Uh, his his stand-up's been a little depressing lately, but he's been going through some yeah. crap in life, so I get it. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, no, com- anything comedy, I'm, I'm, I'm signed up for. That's, yeah. Where I live in Jersey, I'm always going into New York City, go to the there Comedy Cellar. And, uh, I was there a few weeks ago, and I saw Andrew Schultz, and he's one of my favorite, and that guy is just very nice. next level. Next level love stuff. That. Love that. I caught up on some Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day, and um, yep. it, that's me is one of the best shows ever written, too. Yep. But, uh, John, I want to thank you for taking the time to come out and uh, do this with me today. Uh, all, everybody listening and watching, uh, you can check out John on uh, Out of Bounds Podcast on the Know Your News uh, Network. I always tell people at the end of the show, we have a, a lot of different podcasts going on here, a lot of different uh genres of stuff but all all fun stuff all great uh content and all great people so again i want to thank you for you know taking your time out and doing this appreciate you brother isa you can take the hot seat back it's all yours whenever you want it it's all yours appreciate you joey it's a lot of fun absolutely i i i'm pretty sure isa's watching from wherever she is if not she'll catch up later and she'll She'll message me and she's like, oh, I love John on there. because amiga, she... solo para usted. Solo para usted. <laughs> All right, John, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. Do it again sometime. Take care. Absolutely. Have a good one. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.